7 Studios. You are listening to the Blanche J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Sharing, I've been sharing my personal journey, and it's actually one of the, the things that I've enjoyed the most about this show and our relationship with Urban One and, and increased sponsorships. I, I've talked a lot about the people that you let around your circle, and I've talked about it at the personal level, just the concept that, that we all have friends that we outgrow, and we have friends that, that don't affirm us. And people in our lives that are not really supportive, don't really respect us, kind of act like they're doing us a favor to be in their circle. They, they, I'm not talking about toxic people that, that F-bomb you and treat you like crap. That's a, that's a whole nother conversation. I've known, I've known some sociopath people that were just sick people, mentally ill. I've dated sociopathic people. Um, one, one red flag on, on sociopaths. I'm not Dr. Phil. But one red flag, if he or she ain't got no friends, that might be a red flag that they're a sociopath. Because normal people, they look at friendship, they look at relatives, they, they, they build relationships, and they're trying to elevate. I'm trying to elevate you, you're trying to elevate me. I want you to be a better person, you want me to be a better person. We all have flaws. A good friend calls out your flaws, doesn't tolerate your BS. Isn't a sycophant, isn't a yes man or yes woman. But I remember dating someone many years ago. And this this person used to always, she used to always talk about how everybody was jealous of her. She didn't get along with any of the people at her job. She didn't get along with her family. She had bad relationships with exes where there was hate and acrimony. She was always saying that, hey, it's because I'm prettier than everybody and I'm more talented than everyone. This person was an attractive person. This person was very talented, a great musician. But she was always talking about how everything is everyone else's fault. And I got to know it's, it's, this John didn't have no friends at all. It's just like, do you have a, do you have a bestie? <coughs> you ain't got no... No sister girls on your team. You're not. You're not a Greek. Are you in any social clubs? Do you have any friends? And I realized, I was like, "Yo, this 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 woman doesn't have any friends at all," which is odd, especially for someone that's attractive and talented. For you to have no friends, the only people that you commune with is your immediate family. You don't have. You don't have a single friend. You don't have anyone that you go out and have some drinks with, go to a game with. And that was a red flag. And then as I got to know this person more, I found out that they were a complete sociopath. No empathy. So no empathy and no friends. Two huge red flags. Where you know that someone is, is toxic. But I'm not really talking about that because we all have to work through 
the toxic people. You know, if you're born into a toxic family, you can't escape your father or your mother or your sibling. But I have a lot less sympathy for people that surround themselves with toxic individuals by choice. Because a lot of those people, I'm just keeping it a buck, a lot of those people are shallow. I get it. I'm not talking about someone that was abused or grew up being abused verbally, physically, God forbid, sexually. I'm talking about people who have low self-esteem. So you surround yourself with toxic people because you think that they're popular. You think that those toxic popular people by proxy are going to make you cooler and more popular and increase your Q rating. So you let those toxic people belittle you. You let them step on your face. You let them use you. They make fun of you behind your back. They don't really think that highly of you. I don't, I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who do that. That's a you problem. I don't surround myself with toxic people. But I did surround myself with a lot of people that I grew up with, went to school with, went to high school with, went to college with, grew up back in Ohio with. They weren't toxic. They just didn't really have no respect for me. They didn't support what I'm doing. They didn't want to see me succeed they were, or they were indifferent. So it's kind of an update. Last fall, I started, I started, after going through some things with my family, I started trimming my circle. I basically threw everyone out the lifeboat that I did not think would affirm me, wouldn't support me, any of that stuff. If you, if you weren't supportive of me and my movement, then I told you to get lost. I don't care if I know you 30, 40 years. I don't care if I know you my whole life. If I couldn't get no affirmation out of you, no support out of you, no positive speech out of you, scram. And I'm going to tell you, that was almost six months ago. And I must say that I'm doing pretty freaking fantastic. I don't have, I don't have a single modicum or an iota of a regret on anyone who I've trimmed or eliminated from my circle. In fact, a lot of people are like, I should have done this sooner. I should have told these people to get lost or to go fornicate themselves years ago. It's amazing what you can do when you have people that support you, that pour into you, that encourage you, that want to see you win. That want to help you cultivate your ideas and want your opinion, your input on cultivating their own ideas. So we've had a lot of success with the show and a lot of success in business. And I'm kind of translating, I've talked about the personal element, but on the business side, it's kind of the same way as, as you're doing it. And to quote Fat Joe, you know, yesterday's price is not today's price. Paragon 7 Studios, we made some major expansions. The, the G-Wagon tour is, is going to happen. We, we have retrofitted a G-Wagon as a mobile studio, and it's a, it's a thing of beauty. We're going to start covering road events. We're going to start tailgating big games and going to big health care events for the health cast. We're going to be up on, uh, in the affiliate WOL in D.C., 95.9 FM. We're going to be doing a lot of interviews. So imagine us pulling up in a G-Wagon at the mall in D.C., tailgating and interviewing dignitaries, politicians, movers and shakers, just like when we had, we had some great people like Latrina Owens we had her on the show. We're really expanding. And I would not have been able to do that expansion. I wouldn't have had the courage 
to make the investments to expand and to grow. Um, we're talking about getting into some new affiliates. We're talking about getting into Baltimore. We're talking about getting into Charlotte. We're talking about getting into Atlanta. We're talking about getting into Orlando. I'm hoping that by the summer we'll add two or three new affiliates. And the reason I bring it up, just like I said, I had to tell some of my quote friends to get lost. If you are a small business owner and you're trying to grow your brand and you're investing in your brand and you're working, I, I work more now than I work when I was at Blue Cross and working 80 hours a week. But I'm working 80 hours a week for me. All the equity is mine. I'm not working 80 hours a week so that the C-suite at Blue Cross, their stock options can go up and they can get another 300 girl on their bonus. I'm building equity. I'm building ownership. I talked last week about Snoop buying Death Row Records and how on the surface it's like, well, that's a, that's, the, that's a dead brand. Well, the Masters to the Chronic and Doggy Style and All Eyes on Me, that's not dead. Byron Island's trying to buy, buy the, the Denver Broncos. Everything's about ownership. I don't care if you own a janitorial service, a hot, a hot dog cart. I don't care if you own space for parking downtown somewhere. I don't care if it's a restaurant. I don't care what it is that you do. It could be a barbershop. It could be a law firm or a consulting firm or accounting practice. Everything's about ownership. You will never be a millionaire or you'll be very unlikely to be a millionaire working for somebody else. And you'll never make more than your boss. <laughs> the whole system, your boss doesn't want you to make more than him or her. They want you to be a subordinate. Now, you think your boss is going to teach you to surpass them so you can be more successful than them, so you can put more food on the table than them, so you can put your kids, send your kids to better colleges than their kids? You think your boss is going to tell you how to do that? So as, as my, my small business owners out there, I've had people, so as we've made expansions, I've had people, a lot more people reach out to me about the show, reach out about sponsorships, reach out about consulting, reach out about public speaking engagements, reach out about advice. And as the show started to expand, I had to raise my prices. I wasn't raising my prices to be greedy because the market dictates your value. I don't dictate my value. My ego does not dictate the value. The market dictates the value. But when you have a show that's reaching 150,000 people a week, that's consistently in the top 200 to 150 on Apple Podcasts. It's the podcast version with no promotion. When you have as much experience in risk adjustment and stars and have the book of business that, that, that we have at Paragon 7 Studios. And when you have a beautiful studio in downtown Nashville, you have a mobile studio now, the ability to go to Rise and to Hymns and to Health Expo and some of these major conferences, access is going to be more. I'm reaching more people. So it's going to cost more to sponsor my show than it cost when I was only reaching a few thousand people on the podcast. And I think most people understand that because it's business. And I love, I have the best sponsors in the world, U.S. Hunger, Episource, Gomo Health. We have amazing sponsors and amazing people, engaged in health, people that are involved in us. Inciting health, we just, we just have great people. But as, as I've had people reach out to me, I've noticed 
there, there are people that some people say, hey, you know, we, we really want to work with you. We're, we just got to work it through with the budget and we'll, we'll see what we can come up with. And it's a new lane. There are not a lot of people in this lane. So that makes sense. But I've had people just say that, hey, that's too much. That's not realistic. And try to belittle what I'm doing is it's just like I, I, I have friends that I told to get lost. It's just if you if you tell me that my prices are unfair, I don't want to do business with you. If you tell me that my consulting fee is too much, I don't want to do business with you. Because when you go to McKinsey, they charge you 700, 700 an hour. I'm going to charge you half that. I know more about risk adjustment and HEDIS than any of those people at McKinsey. I promise you. You may want the service or you may not want the service. And, and it's respect any way you slice it. It's business at the end of the day. But I will not have people. And I will not encourage you out there. Don't let somebody tell you that you're not worth it, that you're not good enough, that your product isn't good enough, especially if you're, you're in, in an innovative space, especially if you're in technology, especially if you're doing something that's different, that's new, that's fresh. Who would think to, to, to custom fit a G-Wagon and make it a mobile studio? That's going to cost more than someone that's doing a podcast out of their basement. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. He's the paragon of sports talk excellence, the Heisenberg of broadcast radio, the Wolf of Wall Street. You are listening to James Lewis III, host of the Lance J Radio Network.